could just turn off your videos, that would be fantastic. And we're just live on social media. Um, um, uh, gang and Annie, uh, Christine, I've got a new bank of lights behind me that tells me when we're uh, live on the on the various social media platforms. And there's the, there's also um, a delay on some of them. So um, <laughs> should we talk about football? Come on, Annie, tell the world who's your who's the team that you support? Naturally, York City, the best in the world. <laughs> and Christine, what's, who's the team that you support, please? I've spent the last year supporting Macclesfield Town, and we've just become champions of the Northwest Counties League, and we're going to get promoted. Excellent. I've just got to ask Beverly before I ask Beverly to send a video. Beverly, what's your favourite football team? Come on, Beverly, tell us. Oh no, she's gone. Oh no, she's there. No, she's there. No, yeah, I'm cool. here, but I'm. I don't know anything about it. Okay. Okay. Watch what, what's your favourite polo team then, Beverly? <laughs> the one I play for. What the, the, the Argentinian one? Argentina. Yeah. One. Yeah, yeah. The, the the one that's in the corner of the field. Yeah. And, and sorry, we're going off on a segue here. How was uh, how was Spain and Senegal? Well, I knew you were going to go into all of that. <laughs> we haven't got time for those stories. I don't this is think the, this is the lady but... that went across Europe to Senegal in an electric car. Well, nearly Senegal. In an electric oh no, car. through Spain, through France, through Spain in an yep. electric car with, with my dog. With your with your dog, Beverly. Yeah. Could you just turn off your? your I will. I'll disappear. Before... I'm going. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring we'll bring you back back in. So so Christine, we've got everyone uh, coming in. I'm just allowing them in. In our, in our lovely chaos that is uh, Women of Food and Farming. Um, uh, Christine, could you just introduce Women in Food and Farming to us all, please? Yes. Hello, everybody. Yes, Women in Food and Farming. It was originally a networking group, and I think we're really, we are, that is what we would like to be. But obviously, uh, COVID's made it more difficult. We've been going for, I would say, about 12, 13 years, and we used to meet up three times a year. Um, it was in London, but there were groups formed in sort of Scotland and in Nor Edinburgh and in Norwich as well. But the purpose was really for women in the industry, many of us who probably often were used to sort of being in meetings where the only woman in the room, really to just have a place where we could get together, where particularly younger people could speak to those of us that had had a few more years behind us in the industry and uh, see if we could support each other. And uh, to be honest, they're some of the noisiest events I've ever been to, just all of these women chatting together. And we've done our best to keep ourselves moving during covid and we, you know, it was Max's, Max set up this wonderful Beanstalk Global and at a very early stage, we nabbed one of his slots. And um, so he's, he's hosted us every month since November 2020, when we've had a speaker. And uh, I, I was saying to our fantastic speaker, who, who we're going to do the big intro for um, uh, shortly, um, the, the brilliant uh, Ros Davis. Um, I was telling her yesterday about the jeopardy that we have with this this broadcast because the way it's set up and how great it is. But I forgot to tell her, Christine, Annie. I don't know if you if you heard this. We nearly set a world record. What was it about nine months ago with the, with the most pets on Zoom at the end of the broadcast. Everyone got a pet, a dog. Someone had a flamingo. I think I can't remember who that was, Christine, but someone, someone definitely cheated on on the back of it. But uh, it, it's worked. It's worked really well. We've had some absolutely stunning speakers that you've all uh, managed to source. No, no pressure on on Ros on um, on that basis. But we're just talking in the green room. I think on the basis that we can see light at the end of the tunnel and the lights of Fruit uh, Logistics happening um, in Berlin this week, and we're hopefully getting back to some sense of normality. Um, it'd be great with Women in Food and Farming if you have an event uh, coming up, whether it be in the summer or September. And I know um, everyone that's uh, the, the, the team behind the scenes, Women in Food and Farming, are organising that. So just 
to watch that space uh, for, the, for that next event. Um, Annie, should we bring you into the equation and, and tell, Christy, why have we got Annie in? Why have we got the amazing oh, Annie in, please? Well, I, I, um, Annie and I have known each other for quite a while because she's actually one of the uh, people who um, was at, who did MDS and then set up a business that then recruited people from MDS. Um, actually, there was two of you at the time, weren't there on the board when I first met you, Annie? And you used to have regularly have two MDS trainees in the business. And that's how I got to know Annie. And then a few months ago, um, so she's been involved in women in food and farming. And she said, Do you know, I've got a cracking speaker for you. And that's how that's how this particular one's come up. So you need to ask Annie more about the speaker. Okay, Annie, I didn't know that you uh, did MDS. I should have known that. That's fantastic. Did, you can did, tell, can't you, Max? Yeah, well, now I can. Did, did you enjoy it? Would you recommend MDS? Yeah, I loved it. Um, I did MDS oh, was a, a couple of years ago now. Maybe, <laughs> was it 30? No, it was okay. in six digits, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't think we even had numbers for them then. So, um, so yes, I did MDS, and that's what brought me into the fresh produce industry and the food industry. And I've been in that uh, industry ever since. And um, it was more recently in the last 10 years that I got to know Ros through the, um, through the cheer company. Um, we worked together on uh, a couple of projects at the time. And um, uh, since then, actually, Ros moved across to uh, work with the, the B Corp part of her business. So that's how I got to know Ros. And I don't think I know anyone else in the in the industry, I mean, I don't know everyone, obviously, but the, there are not many businesses of the scale um, that Ros has worked with that have brought the business across into um, into a B Corp business. And I, I just can't believe that uh, a business of that scale could do it so uh, fluidly. Um, and that's something that Ros achieved. And I just thought she'd be a great person to uh, introduce us to that whole huge subject. Huge subject. Should we do a drum roll, um, Annie, 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 and bring Ros in? Do you think? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Ros, come on in. We, we want to. We want to see our speaker of the day. Here's Ros. <laughs> Yay! Fantastic. Okay, Ros. Ros, it's, it's great to, to to have you in. So, so presumably, uh, you, you're going to re reciprocate, um, Annie. That you've known. You've known. It's, it's, has it been great working with Annie over the years? It's been it's been really great, um, Max. Really, really great. It's always felt like a real sense of partnership and and collaboration. So yeah, we work really, really well together, and and you know sort of kept contact and the connection between us over, you know, over the last years, which has been which has been really positive. And you know, a massive thank you to Max, you and Christine and Annie. Uh, you know, first of all for your very kind words and the introduction. But also, I guess, for me to come in and and you know the opportunity to share with you on a topic that I'm really really passionate about. So thank you for the for the chance. Unfortunately, I have no pets with me, and I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling very envious of the pink flamingo uh, example. But uh, there we go. Next time, I'll make sure I'm I'm well armed. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 ne I nearly grabbed the, the video to, to replay it because it was one of the most uh, watched videos that that we've ever produced. Isn't it amazing? You do all this serious stuff, but then you have uh, I think it was fifty or six see people all with their pets and it gets the most views it's just just the way of the um way of the internet 
Um, so to everyone, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, so we're now live on LinkedIn, live on Facebook, live on YouTube, live on Twitter, and also live with our uh, our Zoom um, uh, individuals who've kindly uh, signed up. Ross is going to talk to us um, uh, solo for about 10, 15 minutes, and then we're going to have a, a Q&A with some of the uh, women of food farmers, including um, Annie. Uh, so if you've got any questions uh, whilst we're going through that, uh, just put them in the uh, in the Q&A, or if you've got my WhatsApp, WhatsApp me, or uh, message us through uh, LinkedIn or uh, Facebook. Um, and then when we finish, we'll stop the social media feeds and we'll go into our, um, our breakout rooms. And we think this is going to be about 40 minutes, 50 minutes of, uh, Ross, I keep on saying this, of, of jeopardy uh, to, to see how, how it uh, takes us. So, Annie, could you do us um, um, a huge favour? Now now we've used, used you and you've used you and you've introduced Ros into our network. You, you can go, Annie, but we'll bring you back in a little bit later. So if you could turn off your, your video. Um, and Ros, if it's okay, I'm just going to give a, a bit more of a, a slightly detailed description of yourself, especially for those people um, on the podcast, because people, especially the, the younger generation that dial in on a UK and international basis, especially with your international background, Ros, we'd be doing a, a misservice if we didn't um, give, give, give you, pump up your tyres and tell the world about you. So we're delighted to have Ros Davis, a key industry sustainability and B Corp expert on women and food and farming in our April outing. Ross has an incredible wealth of knowledge in many parts of the industry, including fresh procurement, having spent 14 years at Innocent. Oh, got some questions there for you, Ross, about, about the amazing business that is Innocent. And seven years at Cape Span, equally a fantastic business. This is this uh, was uh, also where Ross delivered B Corp for the for the company and, and the respect of uh, Innocent Drinks. And as we all know, if you know anything about B Corp, it's a real mountain to climb in a small business. But to achieve this in a well-established and substantial business is a whole new level of complexity. It's an incredible achievement. Now Ross has moved on to set up our own business. Our legacy is Sustainability Consultancy Limited, Consulting Limited, and as a true expert in this field, has a kindly agreed to speak to women in food and farming about B Corp. I cannot think of anyone more suited and qualified to do so, to steal the words from, uh, from Annie. Ros is passionate about supporting business and agriculture on sustainability and holds a BSc in engineering and a BSc agriculture and horticulture um, from South Africa. So, Ros, was that okay? Did we big you up enough, or is there any more any more that you'd like to add to that? Max, amazing job! Thank you, far better than I could do for myself. So, really, really appreciate it. Thanks very, very much. Thank you. Okay. Um, but, and, but, and a massive... but Ros, I, I do think um, sometimes when we have people on that you you. You're, you're very modest in, in what you do and what you achieve. And, and occasionally you need people like me to say that people like you, Ros, are amazing around this whole area of sustainability and, and, uh, and, and B Corp. So, so Ros, shall we, shall we pass it over to you to, to run, with the, run with the proverbial baton? And uh, I'll, I'll turn my video off and give you the floor. Would that be okay? Brilliant, Max. Sounds, sounds great. Thank you. And a, a really warm hello to uh, you know, all of you uh, for joining joining the call, um, as, as you know, Max and Annie and, and Christine have mentioned over the next 10 to 15 minutes, um, I'd love to share with you, uh, I guess what I see as the opportunity, uh, the responsibility even um, for business to really be that force for good that I know many businesses want to be and really how B Corp can help to be a pathway um, for a business to be um, a force for good. So what I'd love to walk through is a little bit of background, scene setting, um, the why. Um, second of all, to talk about, uh, you know, what is B Corp? Um, try and express that in a really simple, accessible way, and then finish off 
by talking about the how, how can B Corp help and support uh, businesses. Um, Yes, it's a topic I'm really passionate about. Um, so to help keep me on track, I will, you know, be glancing down at my notes, uh, you know, as we as we go through. But before we talk about business and B Corp, I, I really wanted to start off by sharing a bit of a personal story of where my passion for sustainability and, and leaving things better, you know, really started. And, and that goes back to me growing up on a farm. Uh, I'm a daughter um, of a farmer. Um, and I guess seeing how my dad worked with nature to get the most out of the, the, the crops um, he was sort of planting and, and nurturing um, is, is really the point that, that really started me off, um, you know, really early, early in my life. Uh, for those of you who know the rains in Africa, um, you'll know there's nothing soft or gentle about them. They tend to be short, uh, but a massive deluge, so an, you know, an enormous amount of water in a really, in a really short space of time. And I, what I saw with my dad, I guess, was, was how he really carefully had to design his fields with this sort of really clear and sort of quite clever contouring uh, to really work with nature. Um, first of all, from a protecting the soil perspective, you know, really reducing the risk of soil erosion through the contouring, that wonderful rich deep red a topsoil that we that we know of Africa, uh, but then second of all, also using those contours to 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 capture the water and harness it in a way that it could be collected and then fed back to the crops. And and I guess from a, from an early age, this the sense of what I saw my dad working with in terms of this interdependency and the the interconnectedness between soil, water, and land and and crop was really something that struck me. I guess really early on and was the start of my of my passion, you know, for all things sustainability and, and particularly, uh, you know, linked to agriculture um, and, and food. So let's talk about business. And I, I want to take us back to the, the 60s, 70s as a, as a start where very prominent economists were, were talking about the purpose of business and saying, you know, business does have a purpose, but, it, but it's a sole purpose. It's a very single minded purpose. And that purpose of business was all about making profit. And that approach to business, uh, I guess, for me, is a significant contributor you know, to what our planet looks like today. And, and we all know the statistics that we, that we live with, uh, you know, 60% reduction in wildlife populations since the 1970s, uh, 26 people in the world having the same net worth um, as the bottom uh, 3.8 billion. Uh, and the 10 most food insecure countries are producing less than 0.1% um, of the global GHG. So, so we all see this degraded environment and, and natural resources, this social inequality. And, and for us in, in food and agriculture, this, this real sense of a deepening um, in food insecurity. Um, just this week, uh, the latest report uh, came out from the IPCC recommending that we have just three years left for GHG emission levels to peak um, on the planet. And then after that, they have to drastically fall in order for us to stay within our planetary boundaries. So we know we're in a global crisis. How do we tackle this global crisis? Is it by solving a specific set of problems, you know, moving through them one at a time? it's really got too far for that approach. Really what we need is to change things at a system level. 
because it's the system uh, that I think we all recognize that is, is broken. It's no longer just about a set of issues. It's about the overall system. And I don't know about you, but I hear system change, systemic change, and that makes me feel, it, it feels quite overwhelming, uh, really enormous, and, and this real sense of you know, where on earth do you start? So let's start with, I guess, a big driver of the system, which is, which is business, um, and, and talk about the role and opportunity of business and the, the single biggest challenge that has set you know, with the, the system of business that we've had up until now, uh, going back to those prominent economists in, in the 1970s, has been the fact that business has all been about profit. And that's had three consequences amongst lots of others. It's, first of all, been at the expense of, of people and the environment, and we all know lots of examples of that. Um, second of all, it's come with a lack of accountability um, for business um, to, to step up and, and be counted and, and take responsibility. Um, and, and thirdly, that's also all been underpinned by a lack of transparency um, for business to be transparent around, around the impact. Now, this is not to knock profit. Profit has got a role to play, an important role to play in fueling business and enabling business to, to, to be um, a force for good and to do more good. But what if the new vision of business, that the new way uh, was about bringing the balance and that's profit balanced with people and, and planet, where business is no longer just about serving shareholders, uh, but it's about a duty to stakeholders, that broader sense of stakeholders, um, that, that sense of people and planet being in balance um, with business. And this is exactly what B Corp's vision offers to do, to redefine uh, what success in business looks like, uh, that it is about profit and purpose being in balance, ultimately creating, to create this, this new economy that's more equitable and much more inclusive than we have, we have now. So that's a little bit of scene setting, a little bit about the, about the why, and, and I guess the vision of what B Corp is striving to do. Um, let's talk a little bit about the what B Corp is, um, and I guess in service of that vision of, of, of redefining uh, success in business, B Corp uh, is really four things. Um, it's first of all uh, a framework, uh, a guide uh, on what a business needs to think about in managing the impact, and very simply put, it's about thinking about all the touch points that a business has got with people and with the environment. And for every one of those touch points, thinking about how a business can dial up the positive impact and can reduce the negative impact. And this framework or guide um, is consolidated in an online tool called the B Impact Assessment or BIA. And the great thing um, is the tool is free for any business to use. You don't need to be going through the certification and, and I'll come back to certification. And for me, the power of completing uh, and working with the BIA, using it as a tool for business, it's really from two angles. First of all, it gives a really good picture of what's going well in a business. And that's important. Um, it, just as we as people um, you know, know that uh, our strengths give us a clue uh, on how to tackle our improvement areas, it, it's the same for business. It's really important to clock what's going well and celebrate the success. But it also, the BIA also clearly spells out where's the opportunity for improvement. 
um, in a way that uh, is structured and using this guideline and, and framework. So business knows where to start um, and can use that guideline um, and, and framework to, to guide them in terms of tackling actions, building an action plan, and then tailoring that, of course, according to what the mission is of a business, uh, you know, their, their vision, their level of ambition, and also their level of, of resource. So really, really helpful, really helpful guide um, framework that is open to any business to use. Uh, taking that framework and, and guide a step further, the second thing that B Corp is, it represents a certification, a certification for business which really uses the BIA um, to verify that a business is using the highest set of social and environmental standards. Now, the certification is, is not simple, as I'm sure all of you who've had any touch points with B Corp will know. But if I try and simplify the requirements into, into three points, first of all, uh, to be certified, a business needs to have a minimum performance requirement. Uh, to really give that 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 level of, of confidence and credibility uh, and that's expressed through uh, achieving at least a score of 80 within the BIA or B impact assessment. The second requirement is something that is pretty fundamental and, and for me really powerful and it involves a business making a legal change, a change to their governing documents, the articles of association, and, and, and effectively enshrining in those documents, writing into those documents, the commitment um, that the business is now not just about shareholders, but it's also about stakeholders. So a really powerful step for a business to make. Um, and then the third requirement uh, is a commitment for a business to be transparent. Uh, and how that shows up um, is through a commitment to publish publicly an annual report uh, on the impact that a business is having um, on people and on the environment. So if we go back to what we were talking about earlier, I guess what we haven't had in business up until now, B Corp is really driving at, uh, first of all, bringing in that balance between profit and, and purpose. Second of all, uh, enforcing that sense of business being accountable and responsible. Um, and thirdly, uh, that requirement around transparency around an impact, the impact that a business is having. The third thing that a B Corp is, uh, that B Corp is, it's a community. It's a community of like-minded businesses um, which share not just an aspiration um, around wanting to inspire wider change and positive change, but also share many of the same challenges. Um, so within the community, there's a, there's a really strong focus around, around sharing knowledge and sharing experiences in a very open and transparent way, but also a focus around developing and sharing resources that can help and support businesses. Uh, and one example I can give um, is the Climate Justice Playbook, which was developed um, by the B Corp community. Again, it's publicly available for, for anybody uh, to use, and it really serves as a guide for businesses around how they tackle the really complex topic of climate, of climate justice. And finally, B Corp is, is also a movement. It's a movement for change that's spearheading the sense of, of system change. And a really practical example of, of, uh, of that, uh, for those of you in the UK, you may have heard of the Better Business Act. It's a campaign to change the UK Companies Act. Um, so directors going forward will have a responsibility, a duty to stakeholders 
um, not just as shareholders. Um, so really making that balance between purpose and profit no longer optional um, for businesses, uh, but really part of a requirement for businesses. And uh, there's now over a thousand businesses who are supporting this campaign in the in the UK. So we've talked about B Corp as a as a really helpful framework and, and guide guideline. Uh, we've talked about B Corp as a certification, really demonstrating and proving that a business is operating to the highest social and environmental standards. We've talked about B Corp as a, as a community of like-minded businesses and also a movement. Let's for the next few moments just zoom above B Corp. And you know, what do we notice in terms of global dynamics related to business and, and how do these relate to what B Corp is, is trying to do and what it offers for business. So I'll touch on five things that I that I notice and see and I'm sure many of these will resonate with you know with you. The first thing that we're noticing is this global shift, positive, this rallying cry for system change and for business to become more purposeful. Um, and we saw this example uh, in, in the UK back in 2019. Some of you will remember the front page of the um, Financial Times um, with the headline, uh, bright yellow, um, capitalism time for a reset. Uh, and then the example from the US again, uh, back in 2019, uh, the business round table, um, redefining the purpose of business as uh, being to promote an economy that serves all. So pretty, pretty fundamental, pretty fundamental statements that we just haven't seen um, really before. And businesses who, who don't become part of this, of this, of this shift, of this, of this sort of fundamental sea change, really will get left behind. Uh, if I put a bit more of a positive spin on that, you know, what an opportunity, what an opportunity for business to be part of shaping this historic shift and what it might look like going forward. Um, and connected to this point, um, for any of us working in, in sustainability, connected to sustainability, we all know the massive complexity of the issues that we're trying to solve and, and, and deal with. And the BIA, the B Impact Assessment, can, can really act as a, as a guideline of where to focus, where to start, you know, where to action as a, as a business. Um, to mention a sense of scale, um, using the UK as an example, um, there's now over 700 B Corps um, in the UK, uh, representing uh, over 40,000 workers um, and stretching across a very wide, uh, diverse portfolio of 56 uh, different industries. And the UK is one of the fastest growing uh, B Corp uh, communities. Second of all, what I'm sure we all notice and see is this massive increase in the awareness of people, of consumers on environmental and social, social issues, coupled with this you know, significant speed of communication and, and take you know, news becoming viral really within hours of, of, of going out. Um, and that's really pushing business to be much more transparent around what business is doing, what commitments they, they're making. And that pressure is only going to increase going forward. Um, and, and B Corp provides a, a, re a really clear way for businesses to be transparent around, around the impact um, and what they're setting out to do. If we come to employees, um, increasingly, I think we all notice that employees are much more discerning about the values and the purpose um, of a potential employer um, or their, of, their, of indeed their, their current employer. 
and a business being a B Corp um, can provide that extra sense of credibility um, to attract and retain that, that great talent that we all, we all want. Um, talking of confidence, we also see this increased focus um, from the financial investment sector um, on social and environmental performance of a business. And again, B Corp can play a role. Um, and finally, um, a softer point, uh, if we look at business leaders, actually anyone in business, we're being increasingly challenged around what's going to be the legacy that we will leave behind? Is it something that we will be proud of? Is it something that future generations will be, will be proud of as well? Um, and again, the sense of, of, of legacy uh, plays really strongly into the philosophy of B Corp in terms of helping people in business, um, business leaders and businesses to, to really be that, that force, force for good um, in a really credible, discernible and strong way. So as I, as I move, to, move to a close, I guess, having worked with B Corp uh, for a number of years, I wanted to share with you, I guess, how does B Corp make me feel? You know, we, we, we fundamentally are a, a collection of, of human beings at the end of the day. And uh, I would talk about three things that B Corp makes me feel. It, first of all, speaking really honestly, makes me feel challenged. Um, it's really rigorous. It's really probing. Uh, it's very holistic in terms of touching all areas of a, of a business. But it has really inspired me to really, really think about what makes positive impact in the context of a, of a specific business. It also makes me feel really supported. There's a really strong sense of collaboration and openness uh, within the B Corp community and between fellow B Corps. And it also, I think, has made me feel more emboldened. I, I think it's helped me to make some braver decisions. And that's because I feel part of a movement um, rather than being on my own and going it alone and also being able to lean back on the BIA, the B Impact Assessment as a foundation to help with, with decision-making. So I started um, uh, this afternoon with a story. So let me, let, me finish, let me finish with a story. And this comes from our time in, in lockdown. And uh, for me, I, I get energy and inspiration from reading about people's experiences with adventure um, and, and as part of that watching adventure films and, and, and seeing how people explore and, 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 and pioneer new territory. And this particular film that I, I've got in mind was about an expedition to, um, to Borneo, um, looking at a, exploring a cave system. And, and part of the film focused on what is believed to be one of the, the earliest, the oldest uh, rock paintings in the world. And, and it's what that community all those years ago chose to paint that really struck a chord with me. Um, and what they chose to paint, what they chose to leave behind was a painting of their hands. And what it came across to me um, was effectively a picture of, of the hands of everybody within, within the community. And for me, there was just this really powerful sense of, of, of connectedness and, and, and interdependency and, and the sort of coexistence that, that really came across from this image uh, captured by, by that community. Um, and I guess 
talking about bravery, talking about interconnectedness and interdependency. These are things that we, we know we need you know, in bucket loads as we tackle these really complex challenges that, that face us going forward. So thank you so much for, for, for listening to me. I really look forward to uh, you know, any questions you have, but also any, any comments. Um, would be really interested to hear any commentary um, from you. And uh, Max, back to you. Thanks very much. There's a, oh, there's a number of things, Ros. I've just got to congratulate you on to, to, to do a presentation such as that uh, solo with, with no PowerPoint to hide behind it is such a difficult thing to do. But to, in my eyes, it's so much more effective than having um, a PowerPoint. So the, the, the fact that you were able to get this message across about such an important subject, just fantastic. And I've, I've just scribbled down some notes. So in no particular order, the, the fact that it's, it's, it's enabled you to make braver decisions. I, I wasn't expecting that, but I, I completely understand now, now that I've listened to you, the movement of change, a system of change, what an opportunity for business. And if you needed um, the, the, the understanding as to how successful it can be is at the moment, in the UK alone, 700 B Corps, 40,000 workers um, under that umbrella, 56 different industries. And, and the bit I really love, it's great for em employers, the, 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 the credibility, because uh, it's something that we all say with my recruitment hat on, that um, uh, employers aren't very good at, um, at promoting themselves. But those companies, say, say like the, the, the likes of Innocent, that realise that they've got to, they've got to be um, a, a business for change and to be able to offer B Corp and for those especially the younger generation that want to make a difference in, 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 on, in the world to be involved with a business that is uh, ensconced with, with B Corp. So I think it's, it's, think, think it's, it's excellent, but let, let's get down to the nuts and bolts. And just what, I'm going to just ask you a, a big, um, a big fat hairy question, but whilst um, I'm just getting that set up, um, Annie, Christine, uh, Debbie, Camilla, Beverly, can you just turn on your, your bits? So, um, so Ros, uh, legal in general is about two and a half years ago stated that the, so those on an international basis, legal in general, one of the biggest pension fund investors in the UK, and they look after a portfolio of, oh, I think it's nearly a, a trillion uh, sterling. Um, they stated to the top um, 200 companies that they invest uh, their pension funds into that if they didn't have um, a diversified um, management board at senior level, by the end of 2022, they're going to pull the funding from those companies. And those companies, they've actually, it's a sort of societal change, they've been frightened. They've been, they've, they've had to make that change um, either on a, on a, on a positive or being, being dragged by, uh, by by the scuff of the neck to make that change. And now there is a diversified board in those, uh, a bulk of those 200 businesses. Ross, do you think we need to go to that level in the respect of B Corp, that um, uh, the likes of legal in general and other institutions, perhaps even government, should be requesting, dictating to businesses that they should adopt the likes of B Corp to create this change that we need to accelerate that change? Ross, what do you think? I think fundamentally from a business perspective, it's got to be, it's got to be part of a mission and vision of the business. Um, it's got to be something that is completely integrated with the business. If it's just something that's on the surface um, or you know, just ticking a, a few boxes, it will just never drive the depth of the positive impact that I think that we need within, within business. So for me, my, my advice to business would be the most important thing is you've got to be thinking about your positive impact and how that is completely built in to your fundamental mission and vision and values as a business. That's where it's got to start. It's got to be within, within your DNA. It's got to be integrated into 
how you approach business, how you make your decisions. Well, well done. Okay, so let's ask um, two, two people who are with two key businesses. Uh, Camilla's in a fascinating ag tech business. Beverly is in a, Beverly, the president of G's. Of what, what, are we going to get away with that, uh, Beverly? We keep on bringing that up. Two different size, size of businesses, but Camilla, um, Beverly, have you investigated B Corp? Would you like to be involved in uh, as a B Corp business? Camilla, you go first. Yeah, from my perspective, uh, it's something that I've been aware of and wondered about. But to be honest, for our scale of business, we're 10 people in the team. It's felt like it would be a lot of work and quite overwhelming. So I'm interested to learn more from you, Roz, in terms of if you think it's something that's actually suitable for that scale of business. Roz? Absolutely. Um, I've I've worked with... Uh, businesses who've had um, four four people within within the business, very much startup. Um, I've even had conversations with a business that had a single employee, just just the founder, and it goes from there all the way through to multinationals. So I think that's you know one of the positive points with B Corp is that it applies across a whole range of industries, but also across a whole different sets of different models for business. Uh, and also different size of business. I think the advantage of incorporating B Corp into the thinking early on in a business is that you get going early on. And as you build, you know, potentially more, uh, you know, more systems and processes and and more governance, et cetera, within within a business, um, that thinking about, about people and planet is fundamentally integrated into everything that you build and do and design. So to go to Beverly, um, Beverly um, is involved with one of the most successful um, businesses in, uh, in in UK, if not European, uh, fresh fresh produce. Um, or oh, Beverly, help me with the numbers. Half a billion turnover. Sites in the UK, Spain, Czech, uh, Portugal, Poland, Senegal, America. Senegal. Don't forget um, um, America. Um, yeah. B, B Corp is is it something that you would look at, to Beverly, or, or does it yeah. frighten you because of the scale of your business and and how you would look to adopt it? So we we have looked at B Corp, and Rose and I have met. Quite a few years ago, Rose. Can you remember how yeah. long ago? Five or six or seven? Right. And we met when we were at, at Haygrove. Um, and so that's kind of another organization that grows fruit, berries um, internationally for the UK primarily, but also um, Europe um, retailers. But um, so I've kind of known of B Corp for many years. And because I met Rose and she did the similar, well, Kind of like this kind of conversation it was along these lines when we met um way back then i brought the thinking around b corp into um into g's at that point and if i'm honest it was a little bit early way back then since then we've invested a lot of thinking and we've we've got a real cultural movement going now on people profit planet and um, Guy Shropshire, who's our CEO, has really taken this on as his mantra. So the whole ESG agenda is kind of really being pushed forward. Um, and I think the reason why we haven't automatically gone and adopted B Corp, maybe yet, Ros, is because we, um, we're kind of finding our feet in really measuring, measuring carbon is a big one. So we're investing a lot of time and effort and as you say, Max, it's an enormous business to be able to get your hands around to measure the carbon and the both, you know, in, in all the different phases. Um, and um, you know, in terms of people, one of the things that I've been kind of wrestling with, and I notice on 
on the on the B Corp site is um, impact on local communities. Wow. It'd be really interesting to sort of think about how we measure that easily. And I noticed the measurement that you've put in there is about how many or proportion of people that are managers yeah. from local communities. Yeah. Can, yeah. Can, can I, so just, um, just with my marketing head on, Annie, I'm going to throw this, this, this one at, at you. Uh, with a marketing hat on, do you think there's going to be an advantage, especially with UK retailers, if you're a B Corp, that you're going to be more attractive uh, to them? And, and uh, you, you might actually be able to squeeze a little bit more margin out of a UK retailer if you're, if you're B Corp certified. Annie, what do you think? It's a really good question, and I would love to be able to say absolutely that's exactly what they're looking for. Um, I have to say that my experience so far is that um, there are there are still priorities higher up the agenda than um, the sustainability measure for uh, of any brand for a retailer, which is which is um, I'm, you know I'm sad to have to say that, but that is my honest opinion. Um, the, the benefit I think you have is quite difficult for own label, but um, certainly as a brand, it's with the consumer. It, it's not necessarily, it, it's a nice to have for a retailer, but I, I genuinely don't think it's something that would necessarily give you an advantage. Um, but but it, I think it absolutely will give um, an advantage in terms of the consumer. And that's not necessarily, um, they'll think it's absolutely marvelous that that's something that you've got, I think it will become almost a requirement for consumers soon. They will just expect you to be that. And they, uh, many consumers, particularly um, the younger generations, will spend time investigating a brand before they become loyal to it. And once, they, once they're comfortable with the credentials, the environmental credentials of that brand, um, you know, they'll, they'll give you that loyalty. Um, and and I, was smiling like a, I was smiling like a Cheshire cat because uh, last week I did an interview with Kathy Burns, who's the new CEO of the International Fresh Produce Association in, in the States and they're a global um, trade organization. And I posted this question about how can we get kids and the, their families to eat more fruit and veg? And she actually um, stated that what we've got to create is cultural change. And so they're actually going to a lot of conferences in the States to um, enforce the, the whole, whole element that we all know about eating um, uh, correctly, uh, uh, fresh produce. And with B Corp, you can see how that would fit in so well on a cultural change basis. That any, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, that if we can uh, educate and inform the consumer, if they're buying product that is B Corp certified, that's going to create that change within the retailer. The retailer is going to wake up to that and then only look to have suppliers that are, that are B Corp certified. Annie? Yeah, that, I think that's a that's a, a really fair point. And in fact, I mean that there is some uh, yeah there is some change. So uh, um, if you go onto Ocado, for example, you can actually select B Corp brands only. So there is a they've actually categorised it. So they're the only one I know that do that. And obviously in a um, in bricks and mortar stores, that's actually quite difficult to achieve. But um, but no, that that is true. So if if enough consumers. Um, commit to B Corp or other, you know, uh, other any other sustainability accreditation, then that will that will force the retailers to do that. Absolutely. Yep. Okay, and if, if it's okay, one of our panel, who I'll just keep it anonymous for the sake of the social media feeds, has just stated, I've seen glimmers of change with retailers in recent meetings involving commercial, technical and ethical teams. So it's not something that's going to happen overnight, but so if we have a weight of momentum behind um, uh, B Corp, it's going to be um, ad advantageous. Um, so, Ross, back to you, sir. Max, Max can I just oh, sorry, say something? 
Now, yep. I just wanted just wanted to say it's an old story, but when M&S decided to go with their plan A, which, of course, has got sort of something along the sort of similar principles of, of, of B Corp, they actually put a sum of money aside thinking it would cost their business to do it. And then when they decided they were going to do it and they put their best brains onto the things they needed to start tackling, they realised it was saving them money. And I think we've got to get away from if we do this, will we get more money from the retailers? This is the right thing to be doing. And if you put your best brains on trying to do what's right for the planet, you will probably find exactly like M&S that you're actually making money. And it was a huge surprise to M&S who had a budget for doing these things that they thought would be good for their brand to define that they were actually making money from it. And I think we've got to get over this. Can I get more money for this? Can I get more money for that? And thinking this is the right thing to do. Let's do it properly. Let's not greenwash it. Let's do it fundamentally from the grassroots up. And I bet you it will end up with a better way of doing business. Christine, thank you. It's almost like you were previously in a previous life in it, an ex-grocery code adjudicator or something. Um, shall, shall we, Polly, come on, Polly, come on in. Throw, throw your question in, please. Come on, Polly, come on, Polly, come on, Polly. I'm here, Polly. I'm here, I'm here. Hi. Go. Um, go, go, go. I've just I've just started a regenerative and organic food truck for festivals and events. And for us, we only sell regenerative or organic produce. So it's really hard to get across to the customer. We're actually just starting on the B Corp road, but it's really hard to get across to the customer that the food that we serve in our truck is well above the level that most people do. And, and all are like fully compostable, we are no waste. And actually it would really help us if producers and distributors went B Corp or had the certification of some kind, because it's really hard to get it across. Like my job is to get it across to Joe Blogs in the street, the difference yeah. between sustainability of the food system and um the health wise of choosing better food for people and planet and it's really hard to do it without something like this so if if more of the bigger producers and bigger um food industry people did do the beaker it would help us at a ground grassroots level that's, that's excellent i'm probably come on uh, give us a big shout shout out what's what have you got a website have you got an instagram follow you on <laughs> yeah jo jolly allotment my jolly allotment we're a food um sustainable and regenerative food truck and um speaker program excellent <laughs> jolly allotment well oh that's that's brilliant that's, that's, that's uh, <laughs> fantastic um so so um Ross, come on let, let's go through the nuts and bolts about this on, on the on the basis of, uh, of what Polly just said if a business is uh, looking to go down the B Corp route routes what what's your one top tip to give them to, to get them underway please Ross? yeah next tr tricky to boil it down to one um I guess for me I think one of the most important things um is to make sure uh, that you've really got your stakeholders on the journey and, and in particular people within the business this can't feel like it's something that's just pushed from top down um, you've really got to be engaging your people within the business um, so that it becomes a, a cultural change it becomes integrated into how the business you know works and operates and makes decisions because it's not just about getting that initial certification uh, it's about then that sort of ongoing sense of being ma making the most of of B Corp. So that would be if you did nothing else, uh, it would be it would be that to really focus on engaging people within the business on on B Corp rather than it feeling like a just a top down instruction. 
And, and just on, on that side, Ross, how, how has B Corp um, kept uh, credible? Is it, presumably there's a, there's a team, there's an administration that can help everyone yeah. from the likes of a Polly to, to, to a Beverly at G's. That's right. So um, that's really centered within uh, what's called B Lab, um, which, is a, which is the not-for-profit, so lots of Bs, which is the not-for-profit uh, which does two things. First of all, it sort of coordinates and brings the community of B Corps together, but also it uh, administers and manages the certification process and the, the B Impact Assessment as the, as the certification tool. Um, and and B Lab have got, a, have got a very rigorous sort of governance structure, uh, you know, making sure that they maintain that sense of credibility. Um, and uh, they are there to, uh, you know, help and support businesses, uh, you know, through through the certification, uh, but at the same time maintain that sense of of, of real rigor, uh, you know, to make sure that they're protecting uh, the credibility of the of the certification and the B Corp brand. Is is it self-assessed or is it audited? How, how how does it how do you make sure that it is rigorous? Christine, it's a mixture of the two. Um, so uh, completing the BIA is initially done as a self-assessment um, and then you go through a verification process with the B-Lab analyst, uh, which is effectively then the auditing side where they're effectively verifying how you have, how you've answered and filled in the BIA. Thank so you. it's a mixture of, it's a mixture of both. Is, is that a one-off when you get accredited and then, or, or is that an annual thing? How do you make sure that people are going backwards? Every three years, um, so, so every three years, there's a requirement to, to recertify and and go all the way back through the certification process, the verification, demonstrating evidence, etc. So that, that level of rigor, if, if anything, my experience is it is, is it sort of increases over time, and that level of scrutiny, yeah. So, uh, Debbie, come on, you, you were the, the head of technical at uh, Sainsbury's. I'm over promoting everyone again. Oh, no, you were. Um, what, what's your view of B Corp in the respect of, um, I'm just going to say, it, the, the, the other comparable schemes, like the Global Gap and, and, and LEAF? Um, if, if you were um, advising someone with your Sainsbury's hat on, or, or if you were a, a fresh produce company looking to go down this route, would you, would you adopt B Corp or would you look at LEAF? Would you look at Global Gap or would you look to encompass them all? Help me. Uh, what, what I would like about B Corp is the fact that it's international and that you could therefore um, bring um, more of a, a standard of, for, for different countries it, when you bring your stuff to the UK, for instance. I, I'm not sure that somebody like the, ma the major retailers would pay more, but I think over time this sort of thing will become absolutely necessary. I can't see... Um, you know, major players staying in the game without credibility in, in the areas that we've talked about, like people management and planet, it just isn't going to work. And this is this for me will be a shorthand way of a, a good supplier demonstrating credibility. So I, I would look very positively on it. Um, okay. But there's, there's inevitably a journey like there was with Leaf. If you go back, you know, Caroline Drummond's done a fantastic job, but if you go back 20 years or 25 years, it was still a you know, it's still quite a journey for a number of num number of people, a number of businesses. So yeah. I, I just, I think this is great and the more of it, the better. Yeah, and Ross, just on, the, on that side of things, one, one thing that we've really learned, all of us, whether it be on this broadcast or the other broadcast that we've done is collaboration. It is a collaballation with B Corp and, and other not, not dissimilar organisations? 
Uh, Max, there, there, there is. So um, I guess one example of that um, is with the uh, SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals, um, and what B Corp have done is they have mapped the BIA against the SDGs. So if a business is wanting to assess um, both the perform performance against the BIA, but also how they're stacking up against the SDGs, they're able to do that using the, the using the BIA tool. So, so there's very much a sense of, uh, it, it's not about competition, there's room for, you know, for us all, you know, within the sense of, of you know, sort of driving, driving positive change and um, in, in business. So yeah, that's very much part of the, uh, of the B Corp philosophy is around reaching out, collaborating and partnering. Okay, and Ross, we're getting some really interesting questions, and I'm, I'm just going to nominate this question because of the social media, and I, I, I don't want to um, uh, pre present the, the person who, who answered, who, who posed this question, but it's such a good question. What happens, Ross, if there are infringements during that three-year cycle that we just talked about? Thinking of the likes of BrewDog, uh, which I believe is a B Corp, uh, employee working conditions scandal, how would that be investigated by B Corp? Sorry, it's a big hairy one, but uh, uh, th these things occasionally happen in business. Uh, help us, yeah. please, Ross. I was expecting I was expecting that <laughs> question to, to to come up. Thank you. And I, I guess yes, that, that particular example and and any other infringement, uh, it gets investigated by B Lab. Um, and I know with the statements that they have that have issued, um, is that something that they take really seriously. Um, and I know also in all of my experience with B Lab, whatever they do. There's a real sense of rigor, but also a real sense of making sure they get all of the right facts around them and that there's a real sense of fairness in terms of in terms of their approach. So, yeah, to, to answer really simply, it's something that's taken really seriously by, by B-Lab, uh, but is then investigated, you know, by them on a case-by-case on a -case basis. Excellent. Thank you, Ros. A uh, question from West Africa. Uh, Ros is brilliant. Uh, we'd love to engage with her direct, uh, but question of her. Uh, my financial director is tighter than, a, oh, I won't say that, um, is, is, uh, is very scrupulous with the money. Let's just say, say that. Uh, what is the ROI? What is the return of investment in investing in the B Corp journey? Will it make us money so that I can persuade our FD to engage with it? Ros. Yeah, so I think there's, it, it sort of very much links in with what, with what Christine was saying. Uh, you know, as you start looking at how you change your impact as a business, you see these positive impacts on the bottom line. So, so simple things like, uh, you know, being able to retain talent, you know, is then yeah. going to, you know, reduce your staff turnover and all of the costs associated, you know, with, with that in terms of managing your resources in terms of you know, water and carbon and, and, and energy, uh, you know, there's going to be cost savings associated uh, you know, with, with that, uh, with, with the whole business being more purpose-driven, you could argue there'll be, uh, you know, a tighter level of efficiency within within the business. So, so you know, I've seen lots of examples of where this is, uh, you know, this is saving cost and, and, and making the business more efficient and streamlined and actually better at decision-making versus adding cost. Yeah, well, well, well done. I found from a... Um, a recruitment perspective, having uh, B Corp as a um, for the for the client in question, um, for them to be nominated as, as B Corp, that definitely helps on a, on a recruitment uh, process. And Hannah has just come up with a question: Is there evidence of businesses being uh, B Corp um, uh, enabled getting better uh, employee retention rates and uh, also attracting more people? And Beverly, just just over to you on that one. With the, with the, with the amount of people that you uh, look to employ, either in a temporary or, or a full time basis, do do you think? 
whether it be GEs or other businesses, do you think it would be advantageous to have that, that label of B Corp and what that signifies associated with, with your business and other businesses? Uh, certainly. So whether it's B Corp or another accreditation, um, but some way of communicating the message. So if you can get the message out there of what the business purpose is, because as we've we've all discussed recently, you know, in the last few minutes around how people are more and more interested in what kind of business you are. They don't just want to sign up for a, an organization that hasn't got heart and purpose and soul. And it's really difficult to get that message out, say on your website or whatever recruiting platform that you're using. So accreditation can help. Yes, and Christy's just covered with a great comment. Is this the new investors and people, but much deeper? Christine, mm. I was thinking exactly the mm. same thing. That investors and people was, uh, was, was great, but, it, but now with the benefit of hindsight, it doesn't have the purpose of, of B Corp. So it's probably not the fair thing to, to compare it, but it, it sounds like- um, But, it, but every, all businesses were trying to get their little gray and black investors in people plaque yeah. to put on, their, put on their door and to say it when they're recruiting. And actually this is, you know, this is the badge. It's, it's the badge of honor that, that when you're recruiting, if somebody sees it, they actually know what it means. I've just put my- sustainable development goals badge i i had to order a hundred because they were out of stock so i the people that made them in taiwan so and then i made then i printed some little cards because i was giving them to people and they didn't know what they were so um if anybody would like one give me your address and i'll send you one you left. Um, Christina, we're a bit disappointed that you're not wearing the other 99, but that's that's a conversation for, for another time. Um, C C Camilla, I know you're very happy in, in your role, but on, on the basis that um, you're, you're about a younger generation than a lot, lot of us um, here, um, if, if you're in a power universe, if you were looking for an, another another role and, and say there's a, like a commercial director role in your, in your sector um, with two different companies and one was B Corp and one was not B Corp, which one would you go for, Camilla? Um I don't think I'd look at just B Corp alone, but for any job that I've looked at, the employee culture and the mission of the company is very important. So being a B Corp would be, I guess, a good indicator of that, but I'd also want to understand more about the company and how it works and its mission and vision. Yeah, and, and Camilla, I'm going to put words in your mouth, but on the basis that they've done good by doing B Corp, that there'd be the... Um, uh, I was going to say inflection, wrong word. Um, that there'd be the understanding that they they must have done other things within the business. They just haven't rifled in on, on B Corp. That the whole B Corp ethos is going to be spread throughout throughout the business. So again, that, that using you as our test case, that that would give you that security that that's a business to go for. Yeah, it would it would definitely be reassuring. Okay, uh, Ross, where's B Corp going to be in five years' time, please? So my, my hope, Max, uh, my hope is that it's even more global than it is now, um, that it is, I guess, almost the sort of you know, de facto, uh, you know, expectation for businesses to, to have achieved, um, and that there's, a, you know, a really high degree of, of, you know, consumer awareness of B Corp and, and what it means um, for, for, for a business. So that, that's my hope. That's my hopes for B Corp going, going forward. Okay, and how can we all help? I've talked about collaboration, but Ros, how can we all help on this call and all those listening in dialed into social media? How can we all help you and B Corp? Well, I think, again, a, a number of us have, have touched on this. I think it's about, first of all, you know, looking at businesses that you um, are supporting from a, from a purchase perspective. Um, you know, getting to understand them, getting to to you know know what is the 
sense of commitment to people, to people and planet. Um, I think that's uh, that that's really important and something that you know all of us all of us can do. Um, I think the second thing is you know have a look at the B Corp website. There's a ton um, of resources available for any business to 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 use to help and support on that journey that uh, you know Beverly was talking about uh, in terms of uh, you know changing you know culture and and moving forward. Um, and and also the BIA as a as a free you know online tool again for any business to to use to get a view of, of you know how they're stacking up what's going well but where could they improve going forward ross thank you the the, uh, the clock clock is a ticking so i'm just going to get a our little panel to to wrap up for us um, i'm just going to steal some of the words of, of christine when you if you remember when uh, mns came out with the with the plan a um uh, uh scenario uh, program the 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 strap line was uh, it is plan a because there is no plan b so, so on that basis, uh, do, do you think we should be endorsing uh, B Corp and how can we uh, help, help to endorse B Corp ongoing? Annie, over to you first. Um, just, just on the side to that, I just uh, following up on what Ros just said about um, thinking about your uh, suppliers and so on. I think it's, it's worth considering not just the traditional suppliers that we think of in fresh produce or in farming, which uh, supplying goods, uh, goods to you, but your accountants, the solicitors, the transport companies, um, the um, HR providers, all those can, any business can be B Corp. It doesn't have to be a, a manufacturing or food and farming business. Um, and actually sometimes it's uh, just as easy for them to go through the process, if not easier. So that's, yeah, uh, yeah that's, I think that's a really important thing to bear in mind. And sometimes we forget about those people. Yeah, but I actually did write it down um, when Ross said 56 different industries in the UK are, are, are B, B Corp registered. Uh, uh, Debbie, should we be endorsing B Corp? Absolutely. I think it's just a great example of doing the right thing by people and planet, which is amazing. Boom. There's, a, <laughs> there's the advert in itself. Beverly. Yeah, completely, completely endorse the B Corp principles. Um, I can't, I'm, I don't work in a business that's signed up to B Corp yet. Um, so who knows whether we will choose to do that. But um, in terms of the principles, people profit planets right behind it. Yeah, because in, in some ways you don't have to be signed up to adopt the view. You, you've got such mm. a positive and complex business. And, and the fact that, as you said, your CEO wants to go down that route, it might be a softly, softly catchy monkey type, type scenario, but you're obviously down, going, going down that route. Camilla, yeah. should we be endorsing uh, B Corp? Debbie really took the words out of my mouth in terms of the philosophy. That's the way that all businesses should be operating now and thinking about their role and impact that they have on the planet and people around them. Um, so, yeah, in theory, it sounds great. Um, I think the aspect of community also sounds yeah, very sure. valuable in terms of having people to bounce ideas off and being collaborative because yeah. it's not easy to make a shift within a business. Yeah. and actually make those changes. Christine, wrap up for us, please. Well, I, I just think every single business that there is, whether you go down Corp or you go down some any other one, whether it be your own attempt at doing something, whether you want to get leaf accredited or whatever else, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous to think that it can be escaped anymore and your employees will find you out if you try and do it as a greenwash. This is about people who, individuals who care. You won't recruit any young people if you're just doing this as a, a glossing over the top. 
So whatever your business is, you've got to start thinking about this. And it isn't about, oh, I wonder if I can get a bit more cash if I do this. That's not why we're doing it. We're doing it because, as, as M&S was saying, there is no plan B. We have got to do something about the planet. Yeah. Shall I move on to next month? Yes. Don't forget to thank Ros. Well, yeah, okay. All right. Ros, thank you very much. It's been a great, great inspirational conversation. And uh, please keep coming back to Women in Food and Farming. I think we'd like to keep sort of speaking to you and hearing your, your views on lots of things. So thank you, Annie, for the recommendation. Thank you, Ros, very much for your time. Thanks, everybody, for attending and those of you that are listening remotely. Right. Next month, it's as, as ever, we're on the first Tuesday of the month at 5.30. It's Stephanie Barkley, who is um, the person behind Yellow Wellies which is the big health and safety campaign in farming. More people die in farming, in, in, in our industry than in any other. It used to be construction first, but construction have done a lot about it. You never see anybody on a building site without high-vis and hats and harnesses and you know three points of attachment every time they go up a ladder. So you know, we just need to do this to our industry as well. And uh, she's coming to give us give a talk about it. But uh, I think that it's... You know, what one thing we're talking about is a global thing that Ros has just been talking about. And this is much more right down on the ground. And I don't think there's anybody in our farming industry and people in food are going to learn from it as well that can't, can afford really not to listen to what's, what Stephanie's got to say next month. Excellent. We look forward to that. So, Ros, yeah, you'd be brilliant. I've got lots of uh, stuff coming in that I'm going to pass over to you. Uh, we've got <laughs> slight, slight two frivolous things. Um, Annie, I've got four people who want to know uh, where your jumper came from. Um, it's so old, I can't actually remember. What? This is outrageous. <laughs> you're, you're like our supermodel for the day, not if it's to anyone else. And um, Beverly, can we can we see your dog, please? Everyone wants to see your dog? No, because I haven't had time to go and get her. She's still in a kennel. Oh, this is outrageous, right? You're, you're never coming on again. That's the only reason why we wanted you on, Beverly, was to see your beautiful dog and Annie's jumper. Well, Ross, you see what we have to put up with here? Thank you, everyone. Right, we're going to stop the social media feeds and we're going to go into the breakout room. So just bear with me. This is uh, the April edition of Women in Food and Farming. Thank you.